Hi guys, this is Shauna Lay from Selling the City the Hawaiian Way. So what I want to talk about today are new developments. Now, the market is so saturated with just not only new development product, but co-ops and just resale condos, townhouses. I mean, just in general, there is so much inventory. And for somebody that may be new and unfamiliar, so that basically means that this is your first purchase, you know, oftentimes, unless you're properly guided by an agent, you have so many questions. You know, what about ownership? What about condos? What is the difference between condos and co-ops? You know, what is the difference between regular condos and resales and then new developments? Um, and what in the world should I buy? Why should I buy it? What makes it a good deal? What makes this product different than anything else? Why would I buy into a new development over a resale? And so that is basically what this this recording, this podcast is going to answer today. So um, kind of diving into new developments just because I'm helping a client purchase into developments. And, and I kind of like developments only because number one, it's either going to be a ground up development um, or it's going to be a conversion, which basically means that you keep the integrity of the structural outside and you gut renovate the, you gut renovate the interior. And that will usually equate to um, interesting layouts because an architect will basically be given a floor plate and um, and will be told, well, we need to make sure that we have X amount of studios, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, or whatever it is that we can make. Um, And then the architect kind of needs to use their own skills to be able to utilize, okay, well, you know, we have this much window space we're going to put over here, you know, we can fit in one bedrooms or two bedrooms or studios, or this is going to be a mixture between the studios and the two bedrooms. Um, So the architect, kind of decides the architect and the development team decides on how it is that units are going to be placed and in what areas Um, so most likely in a conversion you're gonna have interesting layouts sometimes you may walk into an apartment and ask yourself why in the world did they put the bathroom here why didn't they put the bathroom somewhere else but unfortunately because of the way that the piping runs in the building and the way that um and the way that the the building was kind of constructed on the exterior wise there there was no other option um so conversions you're going to end up with a little bit you know slightly unique different and and maybe kind of quirky as far as what the layouts are going to be ceiling heights they can't necessarily change too much on the ceiling heights Um, And that's the reason why when you go into a new development, it's important to know what was the building previously? Was it a commercial space? Was it a hospital? They are changing a lot of hospitals and um, elementary schools into condos. They're also changing commercial spaces into condos as well. And so you want to pay attention to ceiling height. Is the ceiling height, you know, standard around, you know, nine nine feet-ish? Or does it go up towards 11 foot? And anytime you look into a new development, you need to think about what is the location? How desirable is the location? You know, what are some of the priorities for you 
when you're purchasing into this new development? Is it because the price per square foot is going to be a little bit more attractive or is it because round numbers is a little bit more attractive? Most of the time you can't have the two. Um, I'll give you an example. Say for instance, you're trying to purchase a studio or a one bedroom and the price point is around the 1.2, 1.3 range, then you're not necessarily gonna pay so much attention to the price per square foot because the round level, 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 it's gonna be made so that it is very marketable. And if you just one of the cheaper units or the more, more cost effective units in a studio or a one bedroom or even a two bedroom there is going to be less negotiating power in compar comparison to if you purchase something that has a little bit more of an aggressive price point because those units I mean, just anytime a buyer goes ahead or any any buyer um, does their search they're gonna start at the bottom of their budget in comparison to the very top of their budget Sometimes you have some people who go to the very top of their budget and then end up even more so um, But that's definitely not everyone and every situation So when you walk into a development and you're looking around I always tell or advise every single one of my buyers, you know uh, Inquire to see what kind of flooring is this is it strip hard wood flooring? Um, how many times can the wood flooring be refinished? What is the durability of the wood flooring? Um, definitely pay attention to ceiling heights. You know, out of your own curiosity, you should know, does the ceiling height differ from floor to floor? Do one bedrooms have a particular ceiling height and then two bedrooms have a different ceiling height? Because in a lot of cases, you'll find that um, when you're going and you're walking through the kitchen try not to get so overwhelmed with the aesthetics of things but pay attention to the quality of the material that's used you know open up the cabinets how do the cabinets feel do the cabinets feel very light are they hardwood cabinets are they an engineered type of cabinets are they a laminate type of cabinets you know really check to see what type of quality of products that they're putting into these kitchens but also remember that the price point in which you are entering will almost reflect the type of finishes that you have so if you're expecting melee appliances um, if, if you're expecting really high-end finishes, also expect a high-end price point, right? Because it's kind of just like going shopping. When you go shopping, if you go into Bloomingdale's and you take a look at a top or, you know, a dress shirt, or you go into and you compare that entry price point and you instead, now you're going to go to Saks, it's one level above, and you're going to look at maybe the same thing. You're going to be dealing with two totally different price points because it's two different products. One designer is a little bit more affordable than the next. Same thing goes with developments. You definitely want to go ahead and pay attention um, to the quality of the materials but trying to find a good balance between the quality of materials used and the price point and then if the quality of materials that are used if they feel really cheap they're very light um, and they're just in an amazing location that's also one of the reasons why that's gonna reflect highly on the price point it's because of the location because at the end of the, the day 
the location is everything. Um, another thing that you want to look for is besides ceiling height, you want to ask them what type of windows are they, you know, how loud is it going to be? You know, take a look at that area that this building, if it's a ground up new development, take a look at what's in this area. Is it a very high traction area? If it's a high traction area, is it double pane windows? Is it, you know, is it is the sound isolation really good because if you're a person that has um like sensitivities to noise and you you know maybe you live in the west village right now or maybe you live down in the financial district where it's a little bit quieter and now you're thinking about purchasing something that is in an area that's a little bit more robust a little bit more busy then what you want to go ahead and pay attention to for yourself is to make sure that the windows are definitely as soundproof as can possibly be. Now, the question you want to ask them is, what about the AC? Is the AC central air or is the AC um, just like a regular AC unit? In conversions, you're going to have a, a normal AC unit because normally if they go ahead and they put in central air it's a lot more expensive for the developer and sometimes developers don't even want to deal with that even though you know it's definitely more desirable to have central air than it is for people to have that you know ac unit another thing that they're doing especially in um ground up new developments brand new is you're gonna see that really that strip lining um i forget what you call it but it's it basically looks like a strip above but it's very sleek very quiet um and then if you have a building that's like a four pipe building then you're going to be able to control the ac in each individual room which is not always true so sometimes um, if that is important to you that is going to be another question that you're going to want to ask the on-site sales agent um, to kind of find out if you'll be able to control the temperature um, from each room Um, another thing that is really like a big differentiating factor for people who are purchasing resale in comparison to new developments are the costs that are involved and so new developments obviously it's condos so that's no different than purchasing a resale condo but there are going to be other costs that um, are put onto the buyer that is normally on the if you were to purchase a resale that would normally be the seller's cost so one of that is the um, transfer tax normally the transfer tax is something that is paid by the seller and that's 1.825 of the purchase price so now since you know there's a lot of inventory since there's a lot of new development product also depending on how popular this building is you know things that you negotiate that can be negotiated on um on each individual offer is going to be the transfer tax maybe um, your capital contribution which is usually two months capital contribution um, 
and then you know storage whether the storage cage um, becomes deeded with the property or whether it's a licensing agreement and if it's a licensing agreement the good thing about the licensing agreement is that um, even when you purchase it should you decide that you don't necessarily need it anymore you're able to rent it out to other people in the building who maybe didn't decide to purchase um, a storage so that's another thing you know since since now I would say especially in buildings that are not as popular you can definitely negotiate the transfer tax and the sponsor's attorney fee that's another that's another aspect that you'll have to pay in a new development um, the sponsor's attorney fee and usually some developments make you pay for the offering plan some developments don't make you pay for the offering plan but these are all things that can be negotiated now when all things are equal like say for instance you know you're deciding between a new development which basically means that you know it is brand new in a sense that even if it is a conversion that nobody has actually lived in this unit before um, or if it's a ground up still nobody has lived in this unit before in comparison to something else like a resale which is basically an apartment that's been turned over in ownership who knows how many times from whenever it is that the building launched and the good thing about that is that you can go on street easy you can look at the history of everything you can see when the owner purchased the property and for what price you can see like what renovations that they put in and then you can see how long they decided to hold it and then maybe sell it so those are the two main differences when you're deciding between the resale or the new development um, and like I was saying, when all things are equal, meaning that you negotiated the transfer tax, you're not paying for the sponsor's attorney fee, and maybe, um, maybe you got, maybe you got a free storage out of it, and you're not paying for the offering plan, and maybe you're only paying for the capital contribution, then now two products are completely equal because there isn't necessarily so much more cost that you need to pay because 1.825 of the purchase price now if you decide to purchase into a building that's very popular and that product is going to sell just because that product is so unique it's in an incredible location the finishes are just stunning i mean and there's incredible there's incredible value and uniqueness to it and then you're gonna have to eat up the 1.825% of the purchase price. But then like, also when you go to sell it, you're gonna have to pay that again because that is a seller's, that's a seller's cost. That's a part of what it is that you need to pay. Um, then that's you're not really gonna be too happy about it. But if you enjoyed living there and if there was significant appreciation, if the entry price point wasn't too aggressive, then you're definitely gonna appreciate. And it also depends on um, the amount of time that you held it. Did you hold it from five to seven years, which is a normal hold, or did you hold it for much longer? And then you know what are the typical carrying costs in comparison to the other buildings that are surrounding the area? Um, because that's a definite. That's a definite thing to consider as well. Does the building have a tax abatement? Are you selling it right before the tax abatement is up? Because that totally matters. Uh, definitely don't recommend selling anything where you you have like maybe one more year on your tax abatement. And then, you know, even if you do kind of have only one more year on your tax abatement, ha hopefully you have a good idea on how much that tax 
that your taxes are now going to increase to because that's another question that you're going to have when every buyer comes in so anyways that is new development in a whole in comparison to resale and there are some people that absolutely must live in new developments because when you purchase a resale, you're purchasing it as is. That means unless something is properly fixated to the wall and even then when you have a gorgeous chandelier that is hanging the light fixture, you must always ask the listing agent what is staying and what is going because you definitely don't want um, to fall in love with something and just think that it's going to be there and it's not necessarily going to be there. And you also don't want to be nitpicking because listen, every Everybody lives their life differently and your home is your home right and so you definitely need to live in your home and you're gonna have the normal wear and tear of a home depending on how um, depending on how well the previous owner took care of things but it is so easy you know to to gut renovate the kitchen so that you can easily get exactly the type of kitchen that you want. If you want it, you know, if you don't like it and you want it to look brand new, I definitely recommend um, making sure that you find a unit for resale that has good light, a good layout in a in a well-functioning building um, with a decent amount of ceiling height and proximity to subway. That is some of you know, the main things that people look for when they're purchasing an apartment. And that's also what's going to make it a lot more marketable than another property. But when you purchase a resale, you know, you can't necessarily be so picky about like, oh, well, there are dings in the wall. There's this, there's that, you know, the flooring, you know, you need to decide, well, does this apartment have good bones? And if indeed this apartment does have good bones and maybe it's not exactly to your liking and maybe it's not exactly perfect because it is in as-is condition and has been lived in for the past, I don't know, four to seven years or maybe more, then you need to take into consideration what your renovation cost is going to be. I don't know, then kind of knock that down, some of it um, down from your offer price and then kind of move forward from there. Um, But realize that you're not going to get the apartment that is absolutely perfect because no two people have the same taste, especially in resale. So when somebody purchases in a new development, they want it because nobody's lived in it before. They want it because it's it's a newer building. And um, if it's a ground up new development, the finishes are brand new. Um, And usually the sponsor is, depending on what sponsor it is or what what developer it is, um, they're pretty good at being accountable for, you know, little mishaps. Um, should you find anything which you're not going to have if you purchase a resale like once an owner sells you that property child they're out of here you know what I mean so once that ownership changes over you can't be like oh hey this is you know this refrigerator is acting up oh well that stove or something or these floors like once once that property is purchased is in as is condition that transaction is 
clearly done with unless there has been a misrepresentation um, by the listing agent and the owner then you're you're pretty much going to be stuck with that so those are things to kind of consider when you're debating between should I purchase a resale or should I purchase into a new development and then am I going to purchase into a conversion new development or am I going to purchase into a ground up new development Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects that you need to look at when you go through um, and you start your home process you know so before you think about what neighborhood do I want to be in before you before you think about you know what what floor do I want to be on figure out the product type that you want to be in do you want to purchase into a co-op do you want to purchase into a condo regular resale condo or do you want to purchase into a condo new development that nobody has lived in Um, and I think that that is a really good basis for where it is that you are going to be starting your search process and think about how long you're going to be in this apartment if you need to dump money into an apartment because maybe you make too much money and um, you're going to want to look for a one bedroom or if you have a spouse uh, or maybe you have a girlfriend or boyfriend you aren't you guys aren't living together yet and you think that maybe your life is going to progress within the next couple years maybe it would be better to look for a two-bedroom instead of a one-bedroom so you definitely want to think about where your life is headed and if indeed your life is headed um in the expansion route then you want to go ahead and kind of beat that extra two three years because nothing like two three years comes and then and then you know like obviously life happens and then you think to yourself okay well uh I wasn't expecting this. Um, so what exactly am I going to do now? Um, not saying that you need to plan what your future is going to be, but it's better to make a leap ahead than not make as big of a leap. Um And especially consider that when you're thinking about the product type in which you're going to be purchasing in. Are you going to be purchasing into a co-op where the subletting policy may be not as lenient as a condo where a condo can become, you know, um, income producing? So should life progress and should you instead have a family and you need to move out to the suburbs, but you're not exactly ready to get rid of your home in the city no problem if you have a if you have a condo you're able to just easily rent that out that can be income producing before your life changes again and before you decide okay you know i'm I'm done with being um a landlord i don't want that anymore let's just go in and cash all my chips um then you definitely want to think about a condo in comparison to a co-op because the co-op the co-op renting process is man it is terrible and it affects your rental price because most people who are renting or decide to rent into a co-op the only way that they are going to jump through all those financial hoops and bounds is if that apartment that rental apartment is priced really really well because 
The only difference between purchasing a co-op and renting a co-op is the fact that you don't need to submit your tax returns, but you still need reference letters, you still need bank account statements, you, you still need everything else that you need when you purchase um, into a co-op. And for a rental, you know, I've, I've done it before, then you get a lot of pushback and a lot of people don't want to do it and the fees are really high. So not only do they need to pay a broker fee, which is usually at minimum a month. They need to pay the board package fees, the move in, the move out. Um, and so we're, we're just talking about a lot of money here for you know what could be a $25 to $2,700 co-op studio. You know, who knows? But either way, it's, it's, it's not something that people put their arms up and go, yes, I'm running towards this option. So you definitely want to go ahead and think about that as well um, when you decide to purchase into a co-op or a condo or a new development condo or a resale. Um, Anyways, guys, I hope that this wasn't too much for you, but that you were able to get a good grasp on some of the questions that you should be asking and some of the things that you should be looking at when you go and you walk through a new development. Because I know that everybody in New York City loves New York City real estate just because it's such a big metropolitan city. Um, There is always talk about the real estate market because it is such a good investment it's a strong solid investment because essentially this is an island i mean there's only so much space and the only space that we can go is upwards um and people are constantly transacting and so you know the new york city real estate market is it's it's such a big topic that everybody always wants to discuss um And so it's always good to have a little bit of knowledge, not saying you need to be a total expert when you go into um, these new developments, but if you don't have an agent or if you're not looking for an agent at the moment, it's good to just kind of know the things that you need to look for um, and things you need to pay attention to and what makes something different from the other. Um, that those are those are always some of the questions that I ask myself and I ask the sales agent on site because essentially you know whoever is on site they're supposed to know this product and this neighborhood like the back of their hand you know so instead of trying to figure it out I always ask sales agents I'm very direct what do you think makes this product different than any other building in Manhattan. Why this neighborhood? Why this building? And I'm always interested to hear what it is that they have to say. And then after the fact that I've been to other developments in the area, then you can kind of see what stands out. And this helps me to properly be able to guide all of my buyers to the best um, developments. And then another thing to consider is that one day after you make this purchase you're gonna sell it and every new development is then turned into a resale years later so i love development because i think that it shapes the new york city market it shapes the future of the new york city market and i don't know i think that that's just cool and who doesn't love something that is brand new i mean yes car shopping, one year old, two year old, three years old, you know, I'm all about that because I'm a value shopper. But at the same time, it's also a lot of fun to drive the brand new car doesn't necessarily mean that you buy it. 
because we all know that once you take that car off the, the lot that it depreciates significantly but it is fun to drive and it is important you know to know the value of everything and what makes one product different than the other so i hope that you guys gained a lot of insight from this development um podcast that i shared with you today and until next time Should you have any questions, should you be looking to sell your apartment or should you be looking to buy an apartment or buy a new development or you have any real estate questions whatsoever, feel free to shoot me an email or a direct message on my website and I will be happy to answer it for you. So until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening and mahalo.